Hi, I'm Kelsey Bach, and welcome back to season two of the Music Drives Us podcast. This week's interview is Sorry Mom, an overnight viral sensation who is taking TikTok and Spotify by storm. Hi, I'm Kelsey, and I'm here with Sorry Mom here at Boston Calling. Thanks, you guys, for talking with us. We really appreciate it. No, you're totally good. Um, I just want to start off by saying, did you guys have music education, like, in your schools growing up? Like, did you have access to that or something that you had to seek out more? I did have music education in my school as a kid. It was, like, required that we take a chorus class Mm -hmm. um, and then a instrument class so I, I i was a cellist in high school nice that was my thing nice mine was a lot less than that um chorus was optional the only thing you had to do is you had to learn the recorder um hot yeah cross buns was my specialty also. exactly a lot of hot cross buns um yeah their band was optional so it was a lot of um it was there if you wanted to do it but it wasn't really pushed on you it wasn't really required um i think they could have done a better job probably of yeah. making music more accessible um but but it was there, and luckily I took advantage of it, so here I am. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. It was pretty similar for me. Um, elementary school, it was required. Everyone had a music class, and when I got to junior high and high school, it was all electives, but we had um, marching band, jazz band, chorus, um, wind ensemble, all of that, so there was a good selection. Nice. But I also went to a high school of, like, 4,000 people. So. Oh, wow, big one, yeah. big one. Did you guys have any, like, teachers that were really big influence for you growing up? I definitely did. Um, Mr. Grams was my high school band director, and he really helped me, like, just get into a music college and kind of come up on my own as a musician, and he was a huge influence and, like, a huge inspiration for me when I was growing up. Awesome. Um, I also had a private instructor called Tim Birch that I did private lessons with, Mm -hmm. um, just, like, across the street from my high school, and he really taught me everything I know about bass and was amazing. Awesome. For me, it was uh, Miss Pasqua, my middle school chorus teacher who um, was like one of those teachers that's just like crazy in the way that is absolutely necessary like the best to way be possible. a middle school chorus teacher mm-hmm. um, and she instilled a lot of confidence in all of her students she still works at the middle school I actually just saw her recently nice. at one of my little brother's concerts which is very cool oh awesome um, and she was a uh, Definitely gave me a lot of uh, confidence in just like being around other people in a musical sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have any uh, teachers, musical teachers that were influences. A lot of my musicianship is very DIY and self-taught, so um, which is cool. But um, yeah, I don't think I really had anyone that I could think back on in my musical education where I was like, oh, they were a big influence or they they left a, a mark on me. Yeah. Nice. Do you guys have like a memory growing up of like your first instance like with music, whether that be like performing at the toy yes. piano? My older brother, uh, who is actually a teacher as well, he's a math teacher, he um, was in a punk band called The Rehab Addicts when he nice was... name. <laughs> I know, I know. Always wanted to steal it. Uh, when he was like 17 to when he was in his early 20s. And my earliest, earliest memories of uh, being at a live show or going to his shows when I was like genuinely three to seven years old wearing wow. earplugs. And he would dress me in like a pillowcase with armholes in it and have me go around with a tin cup selling stickers for quarters. That's amazing. So that's my that's my earliest memory of like being <laughs> at a live show. It was at this uh, place called The Crazy Donkey. It was a bar where they used to play. Wow, that's awesome. Juno has the coolest answer of all of us. I don't know if the other I ones mean, are going to cut it. I want to go to a place called The Crazy Donkey. Yeah. Yeah. The Crazy yeah. Donkey was fucking crazy. It was like <laughs> underground and like filthy. And I remember my mom just used to like bring me there at like four years old she'd she'd spray me in sanitizer before I went in (laughs) my mom's a very clean person she's very concerned about like health and safety but uh, that will she will never ever miss out on one of her kids shows doesn't really matter where it is so 
Lots That's of childhood awesome. memories at the, the Crazy Donkey. Crazy Love donkey. that. What about you guys? Any early? Um, the earliest thing I can think of is that I was so... I had such an affinity for Green Day on, like, the very first generation iPod that my dad had when I was, like, six oh. that I would listen to it over and over again. Um, and I would specifically listen to Boulevard of Broken Dreams on loop, which I don't know why I was six, so clearly there's something wrong with me, but um, <laughs> something undiagnosed going on there. But uh, I would take a printer paper and a pen, and I was, like, listening to it, and I would restart it, and I was trying to write down all the words because I didn't know that lyrics existed. And I think I, like, invented lyrics when I was six, but, you know, original thought is dead, so. But just having that, like, being so drawn to, like, the music and the words and the lyrics that, like, I wanted to spend my free time as a six-year-old, like, trying to note what they all were so I could have them. Mm -hmm. um, just very drawn to, to music from a young age and had a strong affinity for it. And then my mom showed me a to z lyricscom and I, I stopped writing them down on paper, and uh, I could look them up on the computer. And... A to Z lyrics, you just yep. brought me back in time. Yes, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. What about you? Um, I remember I was obsessed with Donkey Konga on the GameCube. Um, and my brother and I used to play it so much that my parents banned us from playing it at points. Um, and it got to the point where we would play it so much and we would like keep looping um, the impression that I get by the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones over and over. And my mom was like, I can't take this anymore and bought us actual congas um, to play on instead of just listening to that song. Oh, and that's awesome. It just kind of blossomed from there. We both got really into music. I mean, I, I started on piano and then moved to bass and mm -hmm. other instruments. And it just, yeah, that's kind of one of the earliest memories I have. It's definitely not the deciding factor to be a musician, yeah. but influential for sure. What was your guys' deciding factor? Did you have like a light bulb moment or was it always just like, yeah, what else would I do? Uh, I think we have a unique answer for this. Ooh. Um, so me and Tara started playing together uh, in college as a cover band, sort of with the goal of being the only um, woman playing music on our campus at the time because we had a pretty pretty active like band scene made up of these same 20 men very male dominated yeah we need some diversity in there yeah. so uh not that we're even <laughs> we're adding that much diversity it was connecticut it was that it was connecticut at least i was at the time um and that worked out for us and we were um we started playing only covers with uh, no goal of doing it uh, professionally or as a job taryn graduated and we pretty much stopped playing together COVID happened and then like pretty much a year elapsed between our last show that we played together and Taryn hitting us up again and being like, hey, I'm interning at like a recording studio. I've got free studio time. Let's, let's just have fun. Let's make an album. Our friends and our family will hear it. It'll be fun. Mm -hmm. uh, the morning that it came out on Spotify, um, a video of it blew up on TikTok and we had it sort of thrust into our laps. We were like, oh shit, now we have to actually do this. Yeah. So it was sort of decided for us. Beauty of would TikTok, be, Would be my man. answer. Yeah. The music was just too good, so the world <laughs> the wouldn't world let us do anything it. else. They yeah. demanded yep. it. People, it really, the TikTok blew up the day it hit Spotify and everyone was By commenting. Like 10 a.m. 10 a.m., yeah, everyone was and commenting. Like, came out at like 8 a.m., and at 10 a.m., I like casually checked the Spotify for Artists app expecting to see like 12 streams, and it was like 15,000. <gasps> I was like, oh, this must be a glitch. Yeah, I opened my TikTok app and it was like, there are a bunch, I had made just like a silly video of me dancing to the music. Funny enough, I had, uh, I had just finished eating some crackers when I filmed the video. So a lot of the early comments were like, why is your mouth covered in crumbs? And thank God why for not? us, thank God for us, the comments turned from that to like, we really like this song. What other music do you have? Yeah. Mm -hmm. A um, lot of the comments too were like, oh my God, like I just listened to your whole EP. Like I, when are you putting out more music? And I was like, it came out three today. hours ago. Like, like I can't put any more out right now. Like, like you're gonna have to you wait. You got everything. This is like, 
it for now. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. Check the date it was released. So it pretty much after that, that's when we linked up with Kari because we needed a bassist. We needed mm-hmm. to learn. I, I needed to learn how to play guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need. We we. we just started learning. Tyron more than me. Tyron does pretty much all the business end of our band. Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty much from the get-go, Tyron just started making spreadsheets. And it was like, we're going to learn how to do this the right way. We're going yes. to have spreadsheets. We're going to have charts. Nice. And we did it. That's <laughs> now we're, awesome. Now we're yeah. Our Google Drive is filled with spreadsheets. It's Lots impressive. Spre- and, and it, <laughs> so many spreadsheets. And they're very they're helpful. They're very helpful. Are good. I wish I understood spreadsheets. We have like every show we've ever played, what bands we played with, how much we got paid. That's that's like really helpful, honestly. We are, we are fucking awesome. logged. You got it. You got you're gonna when you write that book, that memoir, you're, right? you're gonna have all no the confusion info on dates. Exactly. One day people are gonna ask you to interview us and we're just gonna share our Google Drive with them. And then they're gonna find what they <laughs> need in there. Oh perfect. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, I think the world kinda decided it for us, but once that opportunity fell in our laps, it was very clear to us that there that was the path. Like there couldn't mm-hmm. now that we have this opportunity, how could we ever choose to do anything else other than this? So, yeah. We've been busting our asses on this. It's, yeah. On what else is there to do? <laughs> yeah. What, what else would you do? Yeah. Uh, I know earlier we said that you work in music therapy. Do you want to talk about oh, that? I don't, Kari's room works in music, music therapy. therapy. I'm just a teacher. Oh, that's awesome still. We need teachers and we need people who I am are a teacher. involved in music. I do, I do I'm not a specifically music teacher, but um, I am a preschool teacher and my classroom is very, very music based. We do awesome. a lot of uh, musical work. Um, I am in contact with a lot of my kids' parents about getting them into lessons because it's very, it's very clear when a kid has an affinity towards music. I was actually just telling somebody else about this. I have one student, he's three years old. Uh, we're a nature-based preschool, so we, we spend a lot of time outside. Mm-hmm. Um, is I allowed to say that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I should specify what preschool I work at. Um, you don't know where it is. You're it's good. fine. You're good. He loves to go outside, and whenever we have a we have a mud kitchen with pots and pans, they can make mud pies. Mm-hmm. All he wants to do is sit up there with the pots and pans and hit hit the pans with sticks. We we build him a drum kit. All he wants to do is play drums. Wow. Um, to a degree, like they're like kids have interests, and then some kids have interests to a degree where you can tell like it's really important they support this. Mm-hmm. So uh, recently, I, I got him. I went out. I got him. A, I got him some drumsticks, like some real drumsticks. I got him a, a practice pad. Oh. Because we were actually getting complaints from the neighbors because it's a school in the city, so we have neighbors. Yeah. Being like, your kid is banging on fucking pots and pans at 8 a.m. in the morning. You're um, like, let him live. Yeah, let no, him make actually, his music. We, we were not listening to them, and then, like, people were just showing up at our gate yelling, so I got a practice pad, so we lost quiet. <laughs> and, like, let me tell you, you've never seen, like, a three-year-old's jaw drop like this. Um, and he just sits out there every day. He recently started uh, music lessons. I, um, his dad was asking me about it because his dad knows I play in a band, and his dad was like, He's so young, he's three years old, I can't put him in like band class because mm-hmm. he's three. So I pointed him towards um, like School of Rock, I pointed him towards just like some resources like to get him. Oh yeah, in Norwood? Lessons. What? In Nor- School of Rock in Norwood? Uh, it's in We're New York. But School of Rock's like a huge chain, yeah, they, have, yeah. they have so many of those. Mm-hmm. So I pointed him towards that and he's actually started drum lessons. Mm-hmm. And he comes in every day now and he's like, Juno, like listen to this song. Like, I mean, he's three, so it sounds more like, Juno, listen, song I learned. <laughs> and, then, and then he sits there and dead ass will, like, play a beat to a song. Like, I'll play a song and he'll find the beat. Which is, like, wow. not that crazy, but he's three years old. But, yeah, that's yeah. He's three amazing. Years old and he can sit there and hold the beat and he'll add you, like, it's yeah. crazy. Wow. Like, it's, so, it's so amazing to get to see that happen. That's um, amazing. It's awesome you supported him in that journey and, yeah. like, yeah, I hope those resources. Uh, one of the hardships of being a preschool teacher is uh, no one remembers their preschool teacher that well because mm. you have so many. Mm-hmm. Um, no one really remembers you, but um, so the real goal of it is to, like, they're not going to remember me, but if I can, like, make some sort of impact, they will remember. My goal is that is it. 
Sorry? We can cut that. Thank you. <laughs> My goal is that that student will, will be playing drums one day very soon. Mm -hmm. And the parents will remember you. Yes. Yeah, the parents will remember I've always, I've always had a secret goal that one day soon we'll play a show in New York that they can join us for a song. That my student can join us for a song. It's, I didn't say his last name. It's not even, that's not his full name. It's fine. You're totally good. Uh, that is my goal, is that he can join us on stage for a song one mm -hmm. day. Cute fucking kid, too. He's so cute. Aww. I can show you a picture after this. He's fucking adorable. <laughs> Aw, of course. Yeah, totally. And you said, they said, music uh, uh, therapy. Yeah, so my roommate um, has a degree in music therapy and is mm -hmm. doing an internship and getting her master's right now. That's really cool. It's really cool, yeah. She's uh -huh. she's super passionate about it, and she comes home every day, and she's like, I need to tell you what this kid did today. And, mm -hmm. you know, she tells me what she can, obviously, can't tell me everything. Mm -hmm. But it's really rewarding to see... Um, just the impact that it has on people's lives. She works with a lot of special needs kids. Mm -hmm. um, and I recently went to their performance. They have a performance for like friends and family. Aww. And it was really cute watching them just get up there and singing and playing and the smiles on their faces was super, super Makes it worth it. This. It mm -hmm. was definitely Completely worth it. off topic, is your roommate certified to work with children in any capacity? Uh, yes. Yep. Okay, give me your contact information. <laughs> okay. we would, We're making my connections. My school a lot of people to do like, like that would be yeah, like. I will. I got you. I didn't know yeah. that it was a thing. <laughs> yeah, she works That's mostly. Awesome. Yeah. About that, that would be awesome. I think she works mostly with like seven to fifteen age range, so a little older than preschool. Yeah. But yeah, right. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really rewarding. Something so, to note. <laughs> yeah, very very cute and make it's nice a mental to see. note. Yeah. yeah, it's nice to see that there are you know people our age really passionate about it mm -hmm. and able to you know, use the resources to get into it and help people. 100%. I guess going off that, if you could give like kids any advice for maybe if they don't have access to that education in their schools, like what would you recommend they seek out or what would you recommend they do? I think there's always community programs. I mean, Juno mentioned School of Rock. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there are often, School of Rock can, I mean, there are certainly free options as well. Mm -hmm. if, if you're in a major city, I'm sure it's yeah. harder in other places. Um, my my uh, hometown had a community band that people would show up to. It was free. Um, it was mostly parents and their very young kids, and it mm -hmm. was really nice to just have instruments provided and play. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of schools have programs, too, that you can do, and it would be nice if more schools had that accessibility for people. For college mm -hmm. students specifically, uh, this is my hot tip. Check out what local bands and what local music groups are renting out your spaces. What Smart. is that? Like, what yeah. is that? There's a group that's in your like school's chapel every Saturday. Who are they? They probably want you. That's so smart. Uh, check out if you are in college or in high school as well. Uh, just look at what groups and what like community orchestras, bands are uh, using your community spaces. Mm -hmm. Because if you're in an area, things are super hard to find. But the people that are in them, they know how to find spaces to practice. Go to the practice space first, and the people will come. Nice. Build that's it, and they will smart. come. Yeah. Right? That is yeah. smart. That's fucking. Really smart. Big brain right there. Big brain energy. But thank you guys so much for talking with thank us. You I really appreciate us. it. Yeah, thank right. you. Thank you.